Who was more likely to discipline you when you got in trouble as a kid? My mom. <laughs> Definitely my mom. My dad only hit me one time. My dad only hit me one time. My mom had a stroke. Yeah. My, my mom. I, I'm a, you know, clearly I'm a crier. So I never really got hit like that. But you got plucked. Yeah, I got plucked. <laughs> and my, um, my dad, he hit me one time and I freaked out and he, he plucked me. It wasn't even hard. It was because I was I had some noodles mm -hmm. and he put it in a, in a bowl and he told me he put I sat on the floor and it was on the um, coffee table. He said it's hot. So I try to pick it up and it spills on me and I don't have no pants on. So I burnt my legs. He plucked me. He was like, I told you not to pick it up. And I cried like he beat me with a belt. You are listening to GXT Presents Got the Message. I'm Gianna. I'm Xavier. And I'm Swan. And we are a show about relationships from the perspective of millennials. Whether you are dealing with a situationship, a complicated relationship with a parent, or trying to manage your friendships as adults, we got a message for you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of GXT Presents Got the Message. And in this week's episode, we're going to move into talking about our family. And we're going to start talking about our um, parents and our relationship with our parents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, we plan on taking it easy on you guys at first. We're going to start with the positive things, the good things mm -hmm. about you guys that we absolutely love. Yes, yes, yes. Let's get this conversation popping. All right, so we're going to start talking about our mothers first. Yo, mama. <laughs> <laughs> so who's gonna start this baby first who wanna talk about their mama now I could go alright I wanna start off saying my mom goes by Cece I won't say her government <laughs> <clears throat> beautiful black queen 5-2 little mean oh okay yeah <laughs> she's a little feisty though we, 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 gonna, get, feisty. we, gonna, we gonna get into yeah. it cause she's definitely gonna say whatever she want and, mm -hmm. speak, and speak up on any situation but my mom I love her dearly um, she has three of us, mm -hmm. so I know it was tough on her because she had me and my sister at 18, twins at 18 years old. So she told us she didn't get to do a lot of things in high school. So I kind of felt bad for her. I wanted to be a, um, I, don't, I didn't want to be a statistic. Let's say that. Mm -hmm. But mama, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about how your relationship is from a teenager to now. Um... As a teen, I would say it was a little rough because that's when you start changing, you start transitioning as a young man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I started transitioning as a young man. So, you know, the regular, that's normal, though, arguing with your mom back and forth. I'm going to call your dad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, call him then. <laughs> what are you going to do? Right. right. I, and I said that one time. That's never again. Uh -huh. Right. But, um, you know, um. As a teen, we you go through those things, and we grew, and now as an adult, it's it's still it's I wouldn't say it's all peachy, but we have to learn to respect each other. I mm -hmm. say, you know, as adults, as mm -hmm. adults, because right. as a parent, they kind of forget that you're an adult now, mm -hmm. you know. So they mm -hmm. still try to keep you as their little child, and can you do this and that, and yep. don't do this or don't say that. Well, I could talk how I want to talk. Thank you. <laughs> um, in a respectful way. In a, right. Definitely in a respectful way because, you know, we love them. We show y'all respect at all times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, I love my mother because she's very independent. Mm -hmm. when, if she needed anything, she went and got it on her own, you know? Mm -hmm. That's a hustler. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she never put my dad on child support. Okay. Even though she needed help, extreme help, never, not one time, she went and got it on her own. Mm, okay. So I really respect my mother's drive. Cicely, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so what is one trait that you think is, um, that you have that's like your mother? I would say um, being outspoken. My mother is super outspoken. Yes, and she is. Super um, protective, overprotective. So in any situation, she's speaking up. If we at McDonald's and those fries don't come out hot, uh -oh. <laughs> she is sending them back. She will send them back as many times as she needs to. She's and not she will playing. tell you a story about right. the damn fries. She will tell you. She will let you know about yourself. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, my mom. She's I, I love her, and I I think that trait is in me because right now I'm speaking up about anything. Even my wife be like, "Oh, too long, just leave it alone." No, we're going back to the store. We need to get everything that we paid for, and we need it to be, you know, correct. I mm -hmm. mean, I want everything to be perfect and correct at all times because mm -hmm. people will take advantage of you. Yes, And it's yes. not, not going to happen with me or, and none of mine at no time. And most people that know me, they know I'm like that. Mm -hmm. in, in any situation, I'm about to say something. People people think that's like, um what they call it, controversial or 
Like, you like to argue and you like to fight, but it's not It's not even about that. All right, Zay, you tell us about your mom. Uh, my mama. Um, it's soapy. Soapy, <laughs> soapy, soapy. <laughs> um, my mom, she's very super independent, you know, as being the first of 11. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, you know, and being... She had really no choice but to be responsible as being the oldest, mm-hmm. you know, sibling. But um, my mom, she's outspoken as well. I think she's a little too outspoken. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I I tell her this all the time. You can talk to people, but you just got to know how to how stay to in say, a way. Right, right, right. You know, so. <laughs> but she's very loving. She's super, super. She helps everybody. Right. Like, even though she complained about it, but she still do it. And I got to hear about it. But um, my mom, she kind of like, I don't know. She just every <laughs> she just she just everything to me. You know, a lot of things about her, you know, I learned from her. And then she drilled, like completely drilled in my head, like to always be independent. Don't depend on nobody. Work hard for what you want. And. She wanted me to. She wanted me to be a better person, a better woman, mm. more than she ever like. Even though she's a great woman and great provider, but she wanted me to do way better than her, mm-hmm. right? You know, because she had me at twenty one. So Xavier, how was your relationship with your mom from uh, as a teenager to now? A big difference. Um, my mom was very. Had me on lockdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> locked down to the T. I think I was locked down till 23 years old. I'm like, lady, like, come on. But um, teenage, I, was, I really wasn't really a bad teenager. I think I kind of stepped out a little bit mm-hmm. to test her at maybe <laughs> uh, 16, 16 mm-hmm. to like 18-ish. But um. That's mostly the most time she gave me a little. But that's normal. Yeah. I feel like that's so yeah, normal. That's like, that is normal. And I, I think that as to be in general, like all three of us, we, I don't think none of us was like bad kids. Because you have uh-huh. people that be doing kids who's like in the streets doing stuff that you're yeah. not supposed to do. Yeah. But as for me, like she, I didn't really give her that prob that much problem. Mm-hmm. I think the only time that I will never forget was the time. We had an argument, and I wanted to go to one of my friends' high school graduation, and she would not let me go. So, you know, as me, I had to call I call my dad. Like, he won't do something. <laughs> he ain't do shit. But I was so mad, and then she opened the window and go, if you want to talk about me, I suggest you keep your voice low. And she just, that shit just pissed me off. <laughs> wait, wait, what window? I was in the backyard, and <laughs> she went from the. She heard me from her from the backyard, so she went in the living in the dining room and go. If you want to talk about me, I suggest you lower your tone a little bit, <laughs> so I don't hear you. Thank you very much. And I was like, Oh my god, she's so fucking annoying. <laughs> like, oh my god, like little things about her that that got on my nerve. But like, then I my other my best friend, she had her little you know. Graduation party, party. party. Mm-hmm. Me and Gianna went. And boy, that was a good night. That was a good night. It was, was a, a good, good night. night. I mean, Gianna, yo, we like, yo, it's four o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. Yo, y'all, we got in tr- y'all got in trouble. I know y'all did. <laughs> she called my I got cell your ass phone. Beat. <laughs> nah, <laughs> she didn't she didn't beat us. She had um she called my cell phone, left a message, and she called Gianna's cell phone and left a message on her phone too. And same exact message. So John like, yo, we gotta go. I was like, why should your mom call us? Says she gonna beat us. <laughs> so Gianna's like paranoid. She like, <sighs> like screaming, and she's like, "Why are you not scared?" She's like, bitch, this shit was worth it. Like, I've been fun. I, I was like, even scared, but I think as I got scared when I got close to the house, I'm uh-huh. like, no, that bitch a little crazy. <laughs> so she might even behind the fucking that front door, might just drop kick me in my face. But so we like, fuck that shit. We go in the back. That's when we stayed downstairs. Oh yeah, we did stay downstairs. <laughs> And I had an interview like the next day, but it was worth that. And, mm-hmm. and I was tripping because I'm Auntie's baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she I'm, don't I'm get the first. For I'm the first niece, so I'm to Auntie's boo boo. I'm Auntie's boo boo. Okay, she get away with a lot of shit. But um, as now as adult, 
Um, now I think she kind of look at me a little bit more different because now I'm I'm more responsible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got I always been like responsible. I never really I always had my own money. I never she never paid me no paid nothing of whatever I did or, or built of myself. So mm-hmm. a lot of things that I I'm doing now in my thirties. She wish I did it in my twenties, but you know. You live your life. Mm -hmm. Like, you learn, you go up and down. Like, the 30 is when you really understand, like, okay, I'm getting older. I need to get my shit together, Mm -hmm. kind of shit. Mm -hmm. So, I think when I got to 30, I got my life together. And now that I'm finally completely an adult, (laughs) I'm out my mom's house. You can't control me no more. It's lit, it's lit. But All our right. relationship is way better. Like my mom, my best friend. I tell her a lot of stuff too. That's what's up. So that's that's the the growth. So Gigi, <laughs> we're gonna get into your mom. Okay. Or, or you, matter of fact, as a teenager, how is that relationship with your mom? Um, From then until now. Okay, so as a teenager, my mom got on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it was and it was mainly because you know I'm the oldest. Like I'm just gonna give um, a little bit more backstory. Is like my mom had me at 17, mm-hmm. and so you know she, I, I she didn't have any more kids until I was almost 10 when my sister Naima was born. So it's me, and then it's 10 years. Anthony is two years younger than Naima, and then Christian was actually born my the end of 2006. So he was born the beginning of my senior year in high school. And so I had a lot of responsibilities in terms of, um, like, taking the kids with me to a football game and being like, why I got to take them with me? Uh-huh. Like, I, I want to go hang out with my friends. Like, why do I have to have them with me? Hmm. Um, you got that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and, and, and she, my grandmother did that to her. Uh-huh. So that was kind of like what she knew. Like, okay, well, you want to go have fun? You better take these kids with you. And I used to be like, Mom, I want to just hang out and be a teenager. Uh-huh. And, you know, was a lot of times I felt like I had freedom, but I didn't have freedom. I was like, damn, why I got to, like, you know, I had to clean up. And it's, my, it's me by myself. Like, you know, at least you had Coco. Like, uh-huh. I had to clean up. Like, oh, you ain't going nowhere till this house is clean. And I used to just look at her. And my stepdad and be like, well, y'all chilling. Why I have to clean up like the whole house Mm -hmm. and y'all chilling and Mm -hmm. I got to do this. Because you're a teenager. I I mean, I understand that now as a parent, like, but it used to. (laughs) Yeah, because Davey lived with me for a year. But um, it it was it was just like it was annoying. It was just like, mom, like, why? Why? Why I have to do all that just to enjoy being a teenager? But my mom did give me more freedom than I realized. As I realized now, as I got older, like okay, you know, I was driving because I lived in North Carolina, so I had a car since I was. Well, actually, before I turned sixteen, my dad got my car, mm-hmm. so I was able to, you know, drive around and I would spend weekends up at my best friend's house, um, Kiki, and you know, we we had we had some really good memories. Like, you know, we we found ways. We found ways. I got in trouble a couple of times, but we found ways to um to, you know, um be able to do things um even with having those restrictions. But as an adult now, like I said, my mom legit is my best friend. Um we I talk about stuff probably with her that most people will be like, You you having a conversation with your mom about that and like and it's not TMI and I'm like, Yeah, sometimes I do probably tell her TM like things that is like, Okay, I didn't need to know that mm-hmm. but um uh me and her are definitely like that's I tell anybody, like, my mom is legit my best friend. That's why I, I call her and I don't feel uncomfortable like like I said if I in the episode when we talked about our relationships I don't have an issue calling her about that because one I know that she's never gonna present that on to Calvin but at the same time I know she's gonna give me the advice that I need to hear and she's even called me to ask me advice for her relationships as well mm-hmm. so we really just had that bond that I am so super thankful for I love my mom to death she really is my role model I tell people that all the time um and it's like I don't I don't know what I would do without my mom. All right. <clears throat> well, tell us one trait about your mom that you see in yourself and how it helps. Okay. Well, um, like I said, my mom had me at seventeen, and she is a super, 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 super hard worker, and she goes hard for her family. So that's two things. Like she's a hard worker, and she goes hard for her family. The first thing is her having me out of high school. 
she didn't she graduated on time Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like it was no gap like she graduated on time and then she went straight to college you know she there was no like okay i'm a mom now i gotta do this and i of course with the help of my grandmother that's that's what made it possible so of course my grandmother is like a surrogate mother as well but she went to college on time and like that was stressed that she stressed that with me Mm -hmm. like you know, being determined to be like people telling her that she's going to be nothing because she had me at 17 and her being like, I'm going to prove you wrong right. and and her doing that. And I'm just like, I couldn't even imagine. I didn't even realize it as a kid, like that my mom had me so young, you know, right. it didn't even <clears throat> dawn on me. But um, yeah, so her being a hard worker and her just her motivation, that's something that I have from her and then her going hard for her family. So <laughs> this story is always so funny because my mom. Oh, she showed her ass. But anyway, um, so I was in second grade and I had a old school teacher and I got the new this off my uh, 90s kids. I had the new Nautica Bumblebee jacket. I don't know if y'all know, but that's it's heat. It. Right. You they know don't know that, though, but that's heat. <laughs> look, it, look it up. Look it up. It's the Bumblebee Nautica jacket. Brand spanking new. Right. So I wore it to school. And I we had, had the jacket. <laughs> and we had the um. We had the little hooks. Like, at the time, we had the old school hooks. So I hung up my jacket. It didn't have a hoodie because it was a spring jacket. And it had the little that little piece that you just you could uh-huh. hook it on, right? So I it was on the hook, and it fell off. And so my teacher goes to one of the students. Um, what did she tell her? Oh, go throw any jacket in, that's on the floor in the trash can. Yeah, I... Listen, <laughs> I didn't know my jacket was on the floor. So I get it. I come home jacket dirty. Is that PS35? Yes. My mom was like, why is your jacket dirty? And I was like, because the teacher told him to throw it in the trash, <laughs> right? And so she goes up to the school. She's like, and she, she, you know, she went in. And uh-huh. we already had issues with that teacher because... um, my mom really, and this goes back to my mom really encouraging me because I used to come home crying every day in second grade, saying that I was stupid, saying that I wasn't as smart as everybody else. And I, and it was because my teacher made me feel that way. And my mom kept trying to get a meeting with this lady. This lady was not having it. And our principal at the time taught my mom, taught my aunt. I think, I think he was, he taught my dad too. Like he was, he was deep in my family. Uh So my mom is like, you need to get a have a talk with this lady or as I'm coming up here and having a meeting with you. He's like, I'll take care of it. It was still happening. She was like, I need a meeting with this lady. She did not want to have a meeting with my mom. My mom showed up. She was like, get this lady in here right now. And she was like, I don't know if you look at me, you think I'm, I'm stupid or something because I'm young. And I guess she thought that she was my sister. And she's like, but my child is coming home every day crying to do her homework because she thinks she's stupid. And my mom nipped that shit in the butt right away. Like I, after that meeting, no problems with that teacher after. And she still worked there? <coughs> that, yeah. It's old school. That was the 90s. They, was gonna they, they wasn't going to fire her. And she was tenured. Like, she was an old. Like, mm-hmm. that was an old lady. Oh, she's, like, strict, too. Yeah. In yeah. her way. Yeah. So, um... She got, like, got some kind of suspension. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That, that would happen now, but it doesn't happen back in the 90s. Mm. So, yeah. So, I definitely, um... Like, you know, my mom is my everything. Right. So, we going to get into the messages, message of the day about moms? Yeah. Who wants to go <coughs> first? I'm... I'm Go ahead, start today. I go first. Um, my message of the day for like the mom, um, is to just make sure you have a relationship with your mom. I mm-hmm. think having a relationship with your mother is very important. Um, as for like, as for uh, for women, you get to learn a lot from your mother, and your mother can teach you a lot of things that she, you know, learn from the streets or from her own mother. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of things that you know. Some parents don't learn that, you know, from their own parents. Mm-hmm. So by showing the love, the love for their kids now, you know, when they have their own kids, you want that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's that's really about it. Okay, go on. I would say, um, <clears throat> as a child, please try to consider what your parent went through mm. before before you became an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, try to put yourself in their shoes. Because if I try to put myself in either of my parents' shoes, I don't know how they did it. Word. It was, my mom. It, was, mm-hmm. it was tough. It was, it was di- it's just different then, you know? But uh, I would always say try to remember that if your parents didn't have it or you didn't have it as a kid, there was a reason for that. Mm-hmm. 
So I know that my mother having us young is the reason why she couldn't take trips to Vegas or the Bahamas. Like we did right. our first real family cruise. When you got married, right? No, when oh, I that? when I was um <clears throat> when I was in college. Cause now, you know, with me and my sister are out the house. She has more money for herself, you know? Mm-hmm. So y'all gotta consider like the things that your parents are actually going through before you try to, you know, have like a not a bad relationship, but try to understand certain things because everything is not peachy. Yeah. And they had they had the struggle with you. So if they had the struggle with you then and they're not struggling now, just be grateful for what your parents went through and put you in a place where you could have more than what they had, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think that's ultimately the goal of each of our parents, for mm-hmm. us to have more than what, what they, they had. had. Yes. Yeah. And for us to do I'm more than what they had. Were. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we, we, they want us to do better than them. Yep, absolutely. I hear that every day. Right, so that's just my message. Just be conscious of what your parents had to go through to get where they are today. Mm-hmm. Great message, bro. I think my message is more so, it's around, uh, I love both of you guys' message, but um, understanding that there's an evolution of your relationship mm-hmm. um i think sometimes people harbor things that happen in their childhood um and i understand that there there can be trauma so i'm not saying get over the trauma like that's not that's not what i'm trying to say i'm saying mm-hmm. that that the relationship can evolve like i said my mom used to i love her but she used to get on my nerves when i was a teenager but i i understood that as i was getting older that our relationship would change and i made a conscious effort to make sure that my relationship with my mom changed mm-hmm. you know by just being there and just having just conversations with her and you know picking her brain about things that i might have been curious about as a kid i mean of course my mom always shared information with me so i never had to like she would never say oh that's grown people stuff she would actually explain things to me but just understand that that there's an evolution of the relationship, especially like Xavier said, like you never know. You know, there's some people whose moms are gone, you know, so you right. got to cherish that relationship that you have and understand that it's going to grow. And then you might don't have to be best friends, but at least, you know, try to have some, a similar type of relationship with your mom. Yeah, just be respectful. Yes, mutual respect. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to move into the part that we might need some tissues for. <laughs> Yo, Pappy. I, I don't need no tissue. Yo, Daddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to we're going to talk about our dads. I'm going to go first. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give a I'm gonna, I'm going to start with a little background history of my pops cuz I don't think I really went into either either of their backgrounds. So my dad is from Brooklyn. Moved to Staten Island, moved to Stapleton. Um always was into sports. His parents were both nurses. My grandfather was a soldier. He was always around. He was a Rolling Stone as well. So he, <laughs> you know, he has kids. I don't know how many siblings my dad has. So we're going to get into. Uh, You're just popping every goddamn way. Your grandpa was a roller. roller. My grand, yeah. I, and I don't even really remember my grandfather too much. But uh-huh. I know I did meet him. And uh-huh. he, he was at one of my birthday parties. But I can't remember it. Okay. But um, <clears throat> my daddy. <laughs> My dad has five kids, guys. Five. My older sister, Shadavia. Then my, I have a sister after her, Courtney. I have a twin sister, Coco. Her real name is Cortasia. And then I have a little sister named Danea. So I'm number four. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm the only boy. And I'm the only boy. So all the perks come my way. <laughs> my dad is a private contractor. He, oh, what? Yeah, he is. He he does all types of home improvement. Um. KTC Contracting, Courtney Turner Contracting. So if you want anything done, you could contact me. I get paid a finder's fee. Mm-hmm. So thank you, guys. <laughs> but, yeah, he could do anything you need that's done in your house. He'll do any of that. But um, my pops, I love that man to death. Me and him could talk about anything. So what's your favorite memory of your dad? I would say my favorite memory of my dad is... I think it's more than one thing, but they all kind of are the same. When my dad started going to my basketball games, mm-hmm. that really meant a lot to me because I really didn't see myself playing basketball. But when you in the hood, everybody playing basketball, you might as well just join in. Right, you know? right, right. And then my older sister, Courtney, she always played ball, too. So she played with the boys. So she was always better than all the girls. Mm-hmm. So once I started seeing her play ball, then I wanted to play ball even more. That made me want to get better because, like, oh, Courtney got a brother. I mean, I wanted everybody to know, like, Courtney got a little brother. So mm-hmm. I started playing ball. I really don't. I don't think I was that good, but so what? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but my dad always came to the games. Even if the game was in Brooklyn, if he could make it, he'll make it. He made more games than my mom did. Mm-hmm. But um, that's probably one of my 
my favorite memories of my dad, him being able to make my games. Because he'll just give me little hints like, yo, rough him up. Mm-hmm. Like, push him around. You could push him around. He ain't going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. So he kind of taught me, like, on the court different things to do. Even though he didn't play basketball, he was a baseball all-star, baseball all-star. He taught me different things, like how to be competitive, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate my pops for that. Do you have any bad memories that you yeah. want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a, I'll, I'll talk about them. Um, it happened twice. My dad did two bids. If you don't know what a bid is, a bid is when you go to prison. Mm-hmm. So the first time my pops got locked up, I think I was in third grade. And it was just tough for me because I didn't really understand what being locked up really yeah. meant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand what that really meant. So, I don't think and, any kid understand that. Yeah, and I didn't mm-hmm. know what he was locked up for, you know? Because mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you just know, like, oh, daddy went to quote-unquote school. Yeah. But it's not school. You know that's not school. And mm-hmm. I only visited him at a facility one time because after that time, never again, mm-hmm. you know? Because you're a kid. You, that, that, that that's create, traumatizing. That's traumatizing. Mm-hmm. I have to take off. Like, me and my sister have name rings. My um my Uncle Born got us name rings. I have to take off my name ring. I got to take off my chain and shit. I'm a kid, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I taking untying my shoelaces and all that shit? Feel me? Like, I'm a kid. I don't never, ever want to go back and, and do that. So my pops went away the third grade, and then I had... Moved to the Poconos in the fourth grade, so he was still away. Mm. And this time, everything changed. I remember before he went away, my pops was a hustler. I'll say this. He went away for selling guns and selling drugs. If you're selling guns, you know you're not selling a gun for 200, 300. No, we making big pops, you mm-hmm. know? Mm. So he went away for selling guns and selling drugs. And I remember just getting Jordans, Nordica, this, that, Polo, this, that. But when he went away, that shit, all changed. That shit cut Shit changed. I never knew what these other Nikes was. I had Air Maxes and all the latest things because our parents was into that type of stuff, you know? So I had all the latest things. But when he went away, I got these Nikes. I did not like them because I didn't didn't know know what they was. You know, I I never saw that before. But in the Poconos, those kids are not on to that type of fashion. So Mm -hmm. it kind of fit me well, you know? Like I could go to school. They was like, oh, those is nice, cool, cool sneakers. And I'm like, these are some bullshit ass. <laughs> My mother ain't got no bread right now. Man. Like she's trying to raise three of us by herself. She is in her twenties, you know. Yeah. So that was tough. And then, my, the only thing that I that I did like though, well, I didn't like, but I would look forward to like, when is he gonna come home? You know, right, like, right. fuck, when's my dad coming? Cause I used to cry. I would say like, not every day, but every other day, I'm crying. Cause you want to see your dad in the, in the shower. I used to cry like. Once I get out the shower, like, I would try to cry in private because I don't want nobody to see me crying. I don't want my sister to see me crying. Mm-hmm. I don't want my little brother to see me crying. My mother, you can't really cry in front of your mom when you're a boy because it's like, stop being a crybaby. You ain't going to be no punk. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, stop being a little stuff, fucking sissy. Yeah, stuff <laughs> like that. And that's when I really got into my first, uh, I wouldn't say fight, but I got into my first fight where I didn't win. For me, my mom made me go back downstairs. Oh, like, Lord. I think I think every fucking parent, yeah. I think our whole family's like that. Yeah, like if you <laughs> bitch, not, you got beat you up. Got, what? You go back downstairs. You won't. You won't beat her up yeah. until you. I don't care what you're gonna do. Yeah. You gonna get black out today, and then you gonna yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, my mom's on <laughs> that type of time. He, you let him beat your ass, and I'm gonna beat your fucking ass. Right, you know what I mean? Right, so right. that time he did that bid. Then he did another bid. Feel me? In the ninth grade. In the ninth grade, it was kind of worse because. At now you're a teenager. Yeah, like, and my friends, they see my dad. Like, he come to my games. Everybody thinks my dad's, like, funny. Oh, your dad is mad funny. He talk about sex and shit like that. And they, you know, all my friends when I was in ninth grade, they was all older than me because the school that I went to was a small school and it's, like, a lottery school. So I went straight to varsity. So straight to varsity means I'm a ninth grader, mm-hmm. but everybody is in 11th grade, and I'm playing with 11th and 12th graders. Mm-hmm. So I have to mature quicker. Like, they not tolerating little kid. Like, right. he's, a, he's a little kid, feel me? So what my dad did, it was kind of cool because... Now they like, oh, your dad is mad funny. Mm-hmm. When he went away, that shit shut shit, shit shut down again. <laughs> feel me? And I then I, I ain't cry, but that shit made me tough. Like I was being mean to people. Like I had an attitude. That's when I came like super sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I became super sarcastic. Then I started trying to control my sarcasm. Mm-hmm. So now I could turn the shit on and off. Mm-hmm. And then people like now to this day, people don't know if I'm being serious with They're them, not. if I'm joking with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's different shit that I had to go through. Feel me with my pops that made me who I am. Feel mm-hmm. me. So even though my pops went away, did bids, I never hated him. Mm. Well, I probably hated him when he he came home. He started acting funny style with, with different shit. Feel me, but because I, I didn't understand certain shit, he couldn't get me the shit that I was used to. Nigga, mm-hmm. I want Jordans right now. I <laughs> mean, and when you wear the same size as him, it's kind of easier. But once you start growing bigger than right. him, yeah, it's more expensive. I mean, so yeah, that's that's kind of like my 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 worst memory with my pops of him doing a bid. 
Okay. All right, Zay, you want to talk about your dad? Eh, um, <laughs> talk about your dad, Zay. Talk about your daddy. <laughs> nah, my, my dad, he, he cool. He cool, dude. Um, uh, younger, as dad, when my mother and my father was together, it was, it was peachy and cream. Mm-hmm. Didn't know too much about situations as their adult situation, mm-hmm. basically. Um, my dad, you know, he always been my. He's, I mean, he's always been in my life, but he was really in my life as you know, growing up to maybe thirteen. So, spend time with my dad. Um, always at my grandparents' house. Um, I think majority of the time, you know, I was daddy's. I was daddy's little girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying at at around that age, I think that things kind of went kind of left when my mother and my dad broke up. Mm-hmm. So when they broke, when she left him, he's like, he's not only mad at my mama, he pit on me too. So now the distance is completely, now the relationship with us is uh, a little different. At the time, 13, 14, though, in my teen, I, didn't, I still don't you know, didn't really see it, didn't see my dad as doing anything to hurt my feelings, you know. But, you know, I don't lie. I just sit, watch, you know, in the window, waiting for him, paging him a thousand times, you know, mm-hmm. to pick me up. Never come. But um, I could always I could always say that, you know, the good times that we did have when we used to pick me up and just to be around him, just to drive, to just go to my uncle Lennox's house and hang out with, you know, at the time, my cousin Shyla, just to be around my dad, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was like a little bond that we had, just riding in the mm-hmm. car. That, that, that was our moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Driving the car and shit was our moment. Yeah, I, Even when we had like one memory, I think I had almost, I think I almost died like twice with my dad. <laughs> you know, the first one when we, that, you know that Snake Hill? To get down to Park Hill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we end up... I'll tell you a little story about this one. This is one story I will never forget. That's how much fun I had. <laughs> it's just, like, good moments. Um, It was snowing. Oh, God, that hill. So the whole fucking ice, the Snake Street, straight ice. Mm. So we sliding. We sliding. Now, the van, you know the work, the, the work van, the white van? Mm-hmm. Okay, he got a seatbelt, but my seatbelt, I ain't got no seatbelt. <laughs> oh, no. Let me look. That's the kidnapper van, by the way. <laughs> It's a kidnapping man, just that it's white. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we going down. He's like, Xavier, hold on. Like, hold on. She's like that. So I almost died because the fucking band stopped right in the middle of you know, the intersection. Mm-hmm. That was one one story. And he was like, well, Zay, thank God the car's not coming. I'm like, nigga. <laughs> if my if you kill me, my mother will come back and hunt you. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you know she crazy. So that was like one time. And when I used to live in you no know, in Jersey with my grandmother, he used to take me back home, back to Jersey. So I think she he had my mom's car, whatever, and we're driving. So I'm sleeping. And then we after that we get like halfway. Like he goes, Yo, Zay, he's waking me up. You didn't feel that. I said, Phil, what? Boy, it was black ice. We saw it spinning on the highway. Oh, no. You slept <laughs> like, in He's like, you ain't feeling I'm like, nah. Like, bitch, I'm, nigga, I'm sleeping. Yeah, it's nighttime. Like... You know I go in the car. You know I go night-night, John. You know I go night-night <laughs> yeah. when I go in the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it soothes me. But um, those, like, little moments just driving the car, my dad was, like, the 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 moment that I won't forget because yeah. it was, like, a bond that we had. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As I get older... I start to see who he is as a person. Right. Mm-hmm. And I realize a lot of things about my dad is something that I don't want at all in the man. Mm-hmm. Little things about him, like, he have, he's nice. I don't say my dad's not a nice person. He's a really nice person. I think he have a lot of selfish ways about himself. I think that he needs to work on that. And um, our relationship now is not, in his mind, I don't know how he, how he feel, Oh, what's what he? What do he think? Mm-hmm. A lot of things about him that I don't think he know anything, really anything about me at mm-hmm. all. I don't even think he knows that what I'm in school for, what I'm passionate about, anything. He don't know anything because he don't know how to communicate with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even when I do, 
you know, express myself and little things to show him, like, you know, why we don't have a relationship that we can have a bond with each other. Uh-huh. Many times, one time, he disappeared for, like, fucking four months. Didn't hear from him. Didn't hear from him. Mm-hmm. Call him, call him. No show, no call. No show anything. People, they can see, they see him on the street. I don't see him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I think the first time we ever had, like, a disagreement was the time I go to my aunt's house, and he's there with his, at the time, wife that I didn't know about, who I don't really care for. Um, we had a, a little situation. So, the way how my dad is, I feel like a lot of things about him, he don't give a fuck. Mm. He don't give a fuck how you feel. He don't give a fuck. To me, I feel like he don't give a fuck about me. Sometimes I feel like that. So, it gets a little touchy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, I would like to have a relationship with my dad. We gonna pause, Xavier. We gonna take a minute real fast. Because cause when you when we talk about your pops, that shit could get, that, could, that shit could go somewhere. Feel me? Because I know, even with me, I mean, but me and my pops, we we mad cool now. He, I was mm-hmm. his best man in his wedding, mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> cause my I don't think my pop really have many friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that happens, but um, I'ma just go ahead since I'm last and talk about my dad. Um, uh, let's talk about <laughs> that's my cousin. Div- I don't call him Uncle Divine. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Divine. So um, so my dad, he's from Brooklyn as well, um, and. He moved to Staten Island, and um, me and Xavier are cousins through my dad. Her mom is my dad's oldest sister. And my dad actually is more, I guess, the prominent figure of of us because my dad is actually, his story actually has now been in the media with the um, with the Wu-Tang American Saga show. So for those that don't know, my dad is Divine, um, Riz's brother. And so, his, you know, I don't even need to talk about his story because his story is on TV. I mean, some things are a little different, but for the most part, his story is legit. Um, and uh, I was alive during that time. But, of course, they didn't include the kids in the story, which is fine. Um, so my childhood growing up with my dad, um, you know, he he kind of talks about and both my parents kind of talk about having me, how that kind of put him to realize like what he had to do and 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 be to be a father to be the provider that he wanted to be he realized like oh shit i got a kid coming so i gotta you know i gotta be better about you know being a provider make sure that she doesn't have to want for anything so my dad has always he's always been a provider um i always used to say well i still say this now that my childhood resembled that of a a child who has a father that's a rapper or a singer where they're on tour and my dad's not there and my dad was on tour with wu-tang you know, like you could see it and you saw it in the documentary. He was always gone. So there'd be months that I wouldn't see him. And then when he would come come home, he would pick me up and then I would end up at Xavier's house. Mm-hmm. You know, like he would drop me off. And, you know, it was fine because I was with Xavier. So I used to, you know, be like, Auntie Sophie, I got four outfits. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? He was like, four outfits. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Four outfits. I'll say for four days. <laughs> <laughs> because my dad used to, he literally used to like. He would pick me up and drop me off. Um, it wasn't always like yeah. that, but a lot of times I just feel like my dad at times didn't know how to be a father to girls. Um, and so, like, he wouldn't be comfortable, like, taking me to the bathroom or something. So, um, but I have those good memories as well. Um, so he taught me how to, like, how to ride a bike and he taught me how to roller skate. And I went horseback riding the first time with him. And I also went ice skating the first time with him. So there was a lot of things that he that he did. And then there was the same thing, like Xavier said, with her dad, where I'd be waiting for him in the window and hours would go by and he wouldn't show up. You know, mm-hmm. as I'm like, where are you? My mom's calling him, cursing him out. Like, where where are you? Mm-hmm. Like, she's she is waiting for you and you're not here. Mm-hmm. And I'm a daddy's girl. I always have been. Um and so I used to just be upset, like, well, you said you was going to come. And, I, and like, now I can kind of, there's no excuse for it, but I can see, like, okay, maybe he just came off of tour. And he was just tired. Because my father, like, I get that from him. I love, we love to sleep. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes he just will sleep through it. Like, he'll just sleep. And he just wouldn't show up. And I'm like, well, where are you? Because I haven't seen you in a while because maybe you, you were on tour. Or you were wherever. You're traveling. They, they toured the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So he was gone a lot of times. Um, and that's what, that's what I always say. Like, okay, yeah, my dad was a manager, but my dad 
was was out there with them. And so the same, if any kids that have parents that are celebrities and they feel like their parents were gone, well, I feel you because my dad was gone too, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but um, the relationship with my dad now, uh, I'm going to try to, you know, hold it together. But um, I mean, we might as well just go ahead and get into that um, in terms of, like, what we wish could change. So I've always been close to my dad. Um, I feel like as an adult... I kind of was thinking about this and I'm going to really just try to hold it together because I have moments where I feel like of my siblings, I'm the black sheep. And the reason why I say that is because, um, you know, he, my dad has a path that he wants for his kids, you know, with him being in the industry, he wants us to do certain things. And I was supposed to go to law school and my senior year, my stepdad passed away. Some other things was going on and I made a decision not to go. And, he wasn't happy about that because he wanted an attorney in the family because uh-huh. he was like, I don't want to pay these, you know, I don't want to pay these men these this money that I could be paying you. And I understand that, but I didn't want to go to law school. And then I ended up going to get my master's in sport management. And unfortunately, I'm not working in that field anymore because it's hard. I mean, it's a hard field, field to get into, but I have a love for sport. And when I was going to go to law school, that's what I wanted to practice. I wanted to be an entertainment and sports attorney. Uh-huh. Um you still do it? No, yeah, but I don't have an I don't have a desire to go to law school yeah. anymore. So it's not I'm not going to do it because my dad wants me to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at times that he takes that that I he has a certain look towards me of like, okay, you're not you didn't you didn't follow the path, right? You didn't do what I said, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I feel like at times that that he you know that there's a little bit of a um a rift in our relationship. A, a rift in our relationship because of that, because I didn't, you know, fall in line, if you want to call it that. Um, and so, you know, I look back and I and I was looking at a status on Facebook. You know, how you see your memories. And I seen I was like, oh, you know, I was on the phone with my dad for two hours. This is when I was in college. And I was and it made me think I can't even remember the last time I had a conversation, a two hour conversation with my father. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I call him. Either he doesn't answer. Or it's like a 10, 20 minute conversation. And I have to use my daughter. Like, he doesn't know this, and if he hears this, he'll he'll hear it. I have to be like, Nyla, let's call Papa, because that's what she calls him. I'll be like, Nyla, let's call Papa, so that I can have an actual conversation with him, because I feel like when I do call him, it's not, you know, there's no real conversation. Uh-huh. It's like 10, 20 minutes at the, the rush. It's business. Yeah. yeah. And I understand, you know, he's a businessman, and at times that's how his brain operates, and that's fine. But, you know, I miss those times of just having a, a normal conversation or a regular conversation. I don't, I can do that with my mom. I could call her and we could just shoot the shit for two hours about whatever we, we want to talk about. And mm-hmm. I haven't done that with my dad, and I don't know how long. And it bothers me. And I wish that, you know, I want that to change. And I know. You know, there are moments, and I'll say this, where, like, you know, there's times where, like, my dad will always say, I don't care how old you are, if you need something, I'll take care of it. And so because of that, if there's ever a need of financial help from him, I don't, I, honestly, I don't think that that would change it. But, you know, I don't want to be looked at as another f- member of the family that just needs something from him. I, and I don't like feeling like I need to call him for that. Like, oh, well, I, I'm only calling because I need something. You know, like, I don't want him to ever feel that I'm calling him because I need something. That I just want to hear his voice sometimes. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like I don't ever get to really mm-hmm. have a full conversation with him. Yeah. You know, it's like, I just want to talk. And I can barely get you on the phone for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and I just want our relationship to evolve to where I don't have to feel like that. Because anytime something comes up with my dad, that little girl that is sitting at the window waiting for her dad to show up. That's who comes out. So whenever, you know, he's like, stop being so emotional. Don't cry. I'm like, that's how I express myself because I'm expressing. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I'm trying, like, I'm in the process of really just wanting to heal from that little girl that's, that's always waiting for her father to show up. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think you could still do it. I just think that it have to be a time when it's just you and him. Yeah. Even if you have to, like, just call him if he's in town, or if you find out he's in town, or if I tell you he's in town, I'm like, yo, go to your dad. Your dad hit the condo right about now. Yeah, and, it's a, and it gotta be like a in, go by yourself. It, yeah, it gotta be an intimate there. setting. It gotta be like an intimate setting because I feel like I had that with my pops, so it works. It definitely works. Even you know if you just go there and you just talk, yeah. tell him to shut up okay. and listen, because at least that you could. At least you could actually have a conversation with yours. I don't have my dad. I don't have our conversation. 
is, hey, what's up? Just check up on you. All right, bye. Mm-hmm. That's my conversation with my dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, as don't want things to be different. I used to be. I used to want to be things different. I tried to make things a relationship with my dad. Do I want it now? Nah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of good with it. You've um, been living without it. I've lived without it so much and so much and so long. It's a lot of things about my dad that I would like to tell him or express that with him or even try because I try many times to build a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. But I can't build a relationship with somebody that is not going to meet me halfway. Mm-hmm. So as now in my 30s, in, independent, I'm good. I want to ask Gianna a question. Yeah. You said um, your dad makes sometimes you feel like the black sheep. Yeah. Because how many siblings do you have? Oh, I have four. Well, I'm sorry. It's four of us. So I have three on that side. I have three on that side and three on my mom's oh, side. Oh, three, three from your dad's side. Three from my dad, three from my mom's. The tribe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> um. All right. So, you know, we got a little emotional, but let's get into the message of the day about dads. Yeah, line. You're the positive one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would say when you have a father, I think really verbally, like, you have to talk to your dad, like, in intimate settings. Mm-hmm. Me and my dad have had so many talks for two hours, three hours, FaceTimes, ha-ha-he-he's, all the time. We never, I don't think we ever had a time where we had a little struggle, like a power struggle of, man, I'm, I'm a man now. Like, mm-hmm. you ain't going to tell me this, mm-hmm. that. Because yeah. he, never, he never approached me that way. He always respected me. Mm-hmm. He always like, yo, you my son. Whatever you need or whatever you want to talk, just call me. I mean, I, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, but when you have a father, just, I think you should just talk to your father. Try to pick your father's brain and learn who your father is mm-hmm. from the outside. Don't mm-hmm. look at him as being your dad. Just look at him as being a a person. Feel mm-hmm. me? He's, I just know him. And then you'll really figure out who they are, how they move, their traits. Because there's tons of things about my dad that I don't like, but I didn't disclose them. But there's, like you can, you can get away from those things. But try to find the good in your dad and just talk to them. Those guys are extremely complex creatures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want me to go, Zay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, my message of the day on dads is, um, I don't know. <laughs> I was uh, I was like trying to think while you was talking. That's fine. Um, Sometimes you know what, we might not have a, a a message from everybody, but just take just take my message for for the group. Yep. Yeah. Try to dissect your father's brain, and then you may may be able to figure out who they are. That may mean you have to go to your grandparents to find out things in the past. That may mean you may have to go to your other parents to find out things from the past about you. Because we don't know our parents' history. Right. Mm-hmm. De- there's plenty of details that are left out. My grandmother tells me new things about my family every day. So just try to dissect your dad's brain. That's the best message I can give you guys. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Um. All right. So now we're going to just, we got the heavy stuff out. We got our tears out. We, we good now. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's have a little bit of fun real quick so that we can, we're going to do a game, kind of like a game about, what would our parents do in a situation? So I'll read the questions and we'll answer real quick. If you got into a situation and you needed to be picked up from the precinct, which for those people who are not in New York City, that's like the jailhouse or whatever, when you get arrested, mm-hmm. who you calling first? My mom. Mom. My dad. I would say my mom, but neither one of my parents are close. <laughs> like, yeah. both my parents live out of state, so I'll probably have to call my, my grandmother. But anyway, um... So, Xavier, this doesn't apply to you just yet, but just <laughs> hypothetically, right? <laughs> when you got pregnant or when you found out you was having a child, who'd you tell first? Matter of fact, when I found out I was having a child, I told my dad at my senior night. Oh and, no! Yeah, and he said, "Okay, we gonna go home and tell your mother." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my mother, my mother was at the senior night, and yeah. Okay, so for me, um, I was still sitting on the toilet when I called my mother. <laughs> like I, I was like, Mom, I see a line and a and a dimmed line. I don't know. <laughs> she was like, Oh, you need to call a doctor. Um, I told my dad, I did like a little cute little surprise um when we went to New Orleans for yeah, Auntie Sophie's birthday. I gave like a little um like a little frame with a poem in it, telling him he was gonna be a grandparent. Mm. And he read it. He didn't even read it at first. He just looked at it like, What is this this uh frame you giving me for for my birthday? Because it was right before his birthday. He's also a July birthday. And I said, Did you read it? <laughs> 
So then he reads it. He goes, oh, you're pregnant? Now, mind you, he had been asking me if I was going to have a kid, like, two years. Because he was like, when you when you give me a grandkid, I'm like, pump your brakes. Mm-hmm. All right, Xavier, who would you tell first? Who would you tell? My mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, you sure about that? <laughs> nah. Who you going? You old I'm now. grown so now. Yeah. If I get pregnant, I'm definitely going to tell my mom. You know, that's the first person I'm going to tell. So. All right. Who's a better listener? Which parent? My mom. Xavier. She listens sometimes. She listens. <laughs> if it's something serious and important, she listens. I, I, I got, you know what? My Aunt Tysiana. Mm-hmm. But we li- talk about your parents. Yeah, you can't. She's you like gotta, a parent you gotta pick up. You got to pick up. Sophia. Okay. Uh, Sophia. Who, who, who listens better? Uh, my dad. Your dad? Yeah. We, we're closer. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, my bad. So I mean to cut you off. It's cool. If you have to move back home, which of your parents is more accepting? <laughs> my mama. Um, well, considering that I did live in my dad's condo, because, you know, like I said, he's bi-coastal, um, I feel like my mom would be more better, like, she'd be better, because my dad, he, 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 you know, he has his ways that it's just like, all right, I, I can't be around, you know, we can't be in the same, we can't be in the same space too long. Uh Um, when did you, when did your parents find out you were having sex? They never, my mother never found out. (laughs) She found out what damn near Couple of years later. Um, so if you listen to the sex episode, right. um, I talked about how my mom found condoms in my car. So that's how she found out. And then she called my dad flipping and he was like, uh, whatever. Right. <laughs> and they just knew I was in sex in uh, high school because I had a girlfriend and I was just bringing girls home. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So we're going to wrap it up. This was a very... Um, Touching. I guess touching yeah. or, this or wasn't emotional, yeah. emotional episode. I didn't um, think I had a tear come down. Yep. Well, yeah, I did. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. <laughs> hey guys, thank you for tuning into GXT Present. Got the message. If you enjoyed this episode and got the messages we gave you, make sure you rate, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Yup, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Got The Message Podcast and on Twitter at GXT Podcast. See you in the next episode. Ow. Bow. <laughs>